Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Steve Sweeney, also known as the Referral Guy, is a former BNI trainer who now runs the Australian Referral Training Academy. What Steve doesn't know about referral networking isn't worth knowing. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Steve. Uh, It's absolutely my pleasure, Liz. It's great to be a part of it. Now, I think you're the first guest I've had from your particular part of the world. Tell us where you are. (laughs) I live very close to probably Australia's surfing capital, which is called Torquay, uh, on the south coast. Uh, the city most people would know, which is closest to it, is Melbourne. Uh, it's about I don't know, uh, an hour and a quarter as you take the freeway out of the centre of Melbourne and head to the southwest. Sounds very nice. And are you a surfer yourself? Well, I suppose you could vaguely apply that term to what I do. Um, <laughs> but if you if you saw me, you would realise exactly how generous you were being. I certainly get out there uh, and attempt to catch a wave every now and then. I very much enjoy it. Surfing is one of those things you don't have to be good at to enjoy, mm. um, which is uh, good because it means I also, because I'm not very good at it, I have to take a lot of ribbing from the people that I go surfing with who are very good surfers. <laughs> So tell us a bit about your about your background then, Steve. What what have you studied? What have you done in the past? Sure. So what I've studied is child rearing, <laughs> with a, with a, from a hands on kind of approach. In that my uh, my wife was at the pointy end of a large company here in Australia called Target, and she uh, was uh, kind of you know doing her thing uh, up there and you know flying around the world and being the executive and all that kind of stuff, which was great. She loved it for a time, and then she uh, so I was uh, raising the kids, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, I was involved in kindergarten duties and school duties. Mm-hmm. I was actually the president of our Cub Scouts for um, for a little while. Um, so very much a, a homebody for a number of years whilst we were raising the kids. But one of the things that happens, I don't know if you have uh, kids, Liz, but one of the mm. things that happens is that your your brain gets a bit mushy. Yes. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> And um, love them dearly, but you need another kind of outlet yeah. for, uh, you know, for, for your, your talents. And so I started writing um, blogs uh, and things like that. And we, we went traveling for a bit. Uh, and the blog that I wrote about our travels, um, I came back and we were at some community event at the local hall. And I had only sent the blog just via email to four or five friends in, in town. Um, anyway, we were at the hall and people I hardly knew were coming up to me and saying, Steve, I, I loved your blog. And I thought, I didn't send it to you. <laughs> How would you know about this? And so anyway, and so I sort of, um, uh, I began to get a little bit of confidence that maybe I was a, a good writer. And so I started writing. And so, but I really did learn my skills as a writer um, just by getting out there and doing it. So uh, in answer to your question, I don't have any uh, formal qualifications mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got a heck of a lot of people that uh, that read what I write. So yeah. Who knows? Maybe that counts for something. And so, where where is the writing taking you? What what happened next after that? Sure. So I um, I I sent it off. So that particular blog, I sent it off to a number of newspapers. And was very surprised when uh, a number of editors came back. There were five, in fact, that came back and said, um, "Love what you've done. Let's publish the whole series." Mm-hmm. 
And at that point, a penny dropped. <laughs> Maybe this is, you know, a marketable talent that I've got. And so at that point, I decided to uh, do a little bit of self-study in relation to copywriting, because copywriting is a completely different art form mm -hmm. from the blogging that I had done. Uh, so I got involved in that. And I also at that point joined an organization called BNI. And I'm sure that's uh, alive and well over in your yep. part of the world. Um, and I rose to the dizzy heights in BNI of training director. Uh, and so that was a, a really fun gig. So it's kind of, you know, as high as you can go without being an executive director, mm. you know, which is one of the franchisees. And so um, and I, I loved what I did. I, I got around to a variety of different chapters. So uh, the boss at the time owned two regions. And uh, I was the guy who dotted around to all of his chapters. There were about 45 and 1,200 members. And, um, and I trained them all in, um, in you know, what I call the art and science of attracting referrals. And it was such a fun thing mm. that I thought to myself, you know what? This is the new me. I love writing. And I love this. And so for a time, I kind of juggled the, the two uh, businesses. Uh, but then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to slowly try and extricate myself from the writing business. And when I say slowly, Liz, I don't know if you've ever tried to extricate yourself from a business whilst still keeping it running. Um, it was mm, the first tricky. time I've ever done it. <laughs> yes, it was the first time I've ever done it. Um, and But uh, but anyway, nonetheless, uh, that process uh, is now through. And so I have uh, opened my own business, which is the Australian Referral Training Academy. And I now teach people private. Uh, the what I call the art and science of attracting referrals. So, uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. So the, the acronym for that is 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 ARTA. Um, so yes. where, when did you set up ARTA, and and what was what was the reasoning behind it then? Sure. So I set it up. Um, let me see now. It would have been about two years. I, I put the the, um, the machinations of a business in place behind the scenes and never really publicised it. Mm -hmm. Two years before I left. Uh, BNI, which was would have been about uh, 2018, I suppose, mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't leave BNI until roughly the middle of 2020, maybe a little bit later than that. Uh, and but from then, uh, it's kind of grown. And the reason behind it is because whilst I was in BNI. I noticed something, and it happens in every business, it's not a criticism of BNI, but there were a whole lot of visitors who came to various meetings uh, and a fairly small percentage who decided to join. Mm -hmm. And that is completely the same with every organization. There are more people that say mm -hmm. no to you than say yes to you. That's life, right? And so I thought to myself, so there's, there's a market right there. It's the people that don't want to join. Uh, large referral agencies mm. like BNI, and there's um, a number of them. And so I thought to myself, all right, okay, let's let's do that. And then I started asking, you know, a few more businessy type questions, like you know, defining the market sector a little bit more thoroughly because that's vital. Uh, and then also putting together business plans, et cetera, et cetera. And so tell me a bit about what Arta does for its um, for the people that come along to you. Sure. So it's a uh, it's a it's an educational facility, so I do not have members. Mm -hmm. So when I was setting it up, I thought to myself, okay, so uh, what are all the points of difference? Now, as a business person yourself, Liz, you understand that um, you know points of difference are vital in terms mm -hmm. of allowing people to find you and stick with you. So what are the points of difference? Uh, one of the ones was I didn't want to be a membership organization. Hands up everybody who loves paying an annual membership <laughs> fee. 
That would be nobody, I guess. <laughs> that would be absolutely nobody, exactly. Um, and so once, once I started asking those sorts of questions, I came up with a number of different uh, different ideas. Uh, so in in BNI and other organizations, because I've done a fair amount of research into this, one of the things that tends to happen is that, you know, 80 to 90% of your referrals come from the group of people around you who have similar uh, similar target market to yourself okay and so I thought to myself well let's just go ahead and uh, make some teams you know some referral teams and so that they can be independent bodies because I'm not a membership organization so I'll I'll train them and I'll you know bring them into existence etc etc and teach them you know the art and science of attracting referrals so that uh, you know but they can so that they can do it on a much more efficient basis than happens in most of the major networking organizations. And so what kind of businesses do you find are coming to you? What sort of size, um, what kind of ex- sector are they in? Sure. They're uh, quite often in the B2B sector, uh, which is the sector that I personally feel more comfortable in, The having been there as a copywriter myself. So, uh, so bookkeepers, accountants, insurance brokers, anybody in marketing, so copywriters, graphic designers, uh, website designers, SEO people, those sorts of things, um, through to legal people, um, yeah, like that. So anybody who deals in the the, the B2B sector is where I feel uh, confidence mm-hmm. because they were the people that used to give me all the referrals. So I've kind of yeah. you know lived the experience of getting referrals when I was uh, a BNI member. Um, and, and some people, you know, come to me for just the one-to-one coaching. So there's a number of different ways to be attracting the referrals. Mm. You can be in the teams, but you can also be, uh, just, a part of, uh, you know, you can be a single entity and have six or seven, uh, vital relationships around you, but they don't know each other. So mm-hmm. you're just yeah. independently managing various uh, relationships. Yeah. And so what about, about location? Obviously you're, you're in Australia, but I, I think you, 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 teach people in other countries too don't you uh yeah so i have uh clients in the uk and in south africa uh in doha of all places <laughs> uh in america in canada um malaysia so yeah it's it's funny i mean you um you understand this you're talking to a guy in australia and so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um you know covid did a lot of bad things but it did a few good things yeah, too, yeah. Uh, and it and enabled um, people like you and I to do business around the world. Yeah, and so what 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 do you teach people, and what sort of format does your your training take? Sure. So there is um, one critical element that uh, people out there in business, if they're looking to attract referrals, it's a really good thing if they can understand this, and that is the difference between a reactive referral and a proactive referral. Now, I can just about anticipate your next question, Liz. Steve, what's a reactive <laughs> referral? <laughs> Please tell me, Steve. <laughs> Please tell me, Steve. <laughs> um, so let's just uh, say, Liz, uh, I am over at your place, okay, and for whatever reason, I need to wash my hands. And I go into your bathroom, but I notice that your tap is dripping. Mm-hmm. So after washing my hands, I come out to you and I say, hey, Liz, I know a plumber. He lives just around the corner, doesn't charge like a wounded bull, always cleans up after himself, gets loads of referrals and testimonials, uh, and I certainly send lots of people to him. Uh, would you like me to make an introduction? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, you know, the referral generation language there, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so you'll say yes or no. But for the point of the story, that's immaterial. 
the important thing about this story is that the plumber is waiting for somebody to be in a situation, me in this case, mm -hmm. and then recognize a referral opportunity, the dripping tap, yeah. and then know what to do to turn that dripping tap into a referral for him. Yeah. Liz, you can't build a business waiting for somebody else to do stuff no. for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are, and yet that is the major source uh, of people in small businesses, certainly attracting referrals. There, there's a, there's an epidemic right now of small business people jumping around from networking meeting to networking meeting. You know, it, it's nothing to do 20 or 30 hours a week for some people mm -hmm. of networking. But then when I ask them, how much do you actually have to show for it in terms of dollars in your bank account, they look to the floor and they get uh, yeah. somewhat upset. Yeah. Um, and it's because uh, they're networking to a relatively shallow degree. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the degree where, yeah, OK, I, um, you know, I, I know the people that I could be referring to. I've had one meeting with them and they haven't passed me any referrals. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm dejected. I'm moving on. <laughs> That's, it is such a, such a common state of yeah. mind. And so once people learn about proactive referrals and the environment uh, that it takes for them to be produced on a reliable um, cycle, then it's, it's just such a, a much happier place for them to be. And so you can manage this in the uh, in the one-to-one -one relationships that you might have or within the teams. But uh, one of the things about a, a deeper relationship that you have is that it, uh, there's obviously more trust there. Yeah. Uh, and so you can get down to nitty-gritty and have meetings that don't just talk about the weather and the football. I mean, it's important that, you know, <laughs> relationships mm -hmm. start off and go through the normal processes. But if you're still doing that by, you know, meeting number four or five, Something's gone wrong, you know, and so knowing the questions to ask and knowing the uh, the structure of how referral functioning referral partners uh, meet regularly uh, is a is an absolute eye opener to to most people. Yeah, and would you say there's an optimum size for a referral network? Um, I would say, generally speaking, that most business owners, you know, if they if they do what they do well. And they're surrounded by other people who do what they do well. You don't really need much more than six or seven. I mm. mean, you can grow the grow them to you know eight, ten, twelve if you want to. But then it really does become a case of how many relationships can you sustain? Yeah. You know, um, and so if you've got six or seven and that are sort of you know providing you a sufficient amount of work for the uh, your ability to to cope with that mm -hmm. work, then you know I'm. If you're looking to grow your, your business and bring people more in, which is great, then you can train them up. Uh, and if they're salespeople and capable of doing the, the tasks at the same time, uh, then they can be introduced to their own people as well who might be uh, exchanging referrals with them. Mm. But, and, but to answer your question, sort of, you know, six, seven is kind of what I generally recommend. And, and how long would you say it takes for that that small group of people to... Um, to sort of really get to know each other's businesses well enough to to pass you know really great referrals to them sure so the the nature of the people that I take in uh, to form the teams they the the launching process itself it's it's a little bit different to how a bni chapter might be launched for example so um, in that there are uh, su sufficient pre-existing relationships there that they already 
have the trust. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, you, you may have heard of the expression, no like, and trust. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, uh, so which, you know, for people who are listening, perhaps I'll just expand on that for a bit. Uh, there's a, 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 a theory that's held or a tenet that's held in referral circles, circles, which is when people know, like, and trust you, you will refer a business to them. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, Liz, there's a little bit more to it than that, because I bet you could think of about 200 people that know, like, and trust you, Ooh, but they're yep. not referring work to you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there is something um, that's critical that is uh, missing uh, from that little equation. And that is uh, these people that know, like, and trust you, they all also have to want to pass business to mm. you. It's, it's the desire that drives the activity, but there aren't too many other people teaching that. And so within the teams or deepening the relationships, uh, you can create the desire. And it's all based on self-interest. I'm going to call a spade a spade. <laughs> um, if, if you and I are in one of these relationships, uh, for example, Liz, if, if all I'm doing is taking the referrals you're giving me, you're going to stop giving them to me yep. because you want, <laughs> you want something in return. So the self-interest drives the activity that creates the referrals for you because I want to keep receiving those ones that you're giving me. Mm -hmm. And once people know the techniques, then it's not hard. It's not rocket science. Do I sound like a rocket scientist? You don't have to answer that. But anyway, the people, <laughs> so it's quite possible to uh, learn these techniques and they're just communication techniques. Uh, it's quite possible to learn them, put them into practice and create referral opportunities. Yeah. Now tell me about the um, referral guide radio show which is something else that you do i believe <laughs> yeah that's a really fun gig and uh, liz i'd like to have you on um so i run a, re a, a radio show every week on a wednesday so I, I did it today my time here in australia um it's a lot of fun i interview people from all around the world just like your good self um i can I'll just give you a little bit of a backstory. I started doing this about, I don't know, two and a half years ago or something or other. A, um, a BNI colleague of mine at the time said to me, uh, Steve, I've got myself a radio show gig, but I don't know how to put a show together. Can you help me? <laughs> and I said, um, what makes you think I know how to put a show together? <laughs> on the radio? Anyway, for whatever reason, she had confidence in me. Uh, and so I helped her out. Uh, but through the course of doing that, I was, um, you know, I was kind of, I was moping a bit, Liz. I was thinking to myself, no, I want a radio show. So, <laughs> so she connected me with the um, the owners of the station, uh, who are two wonderful people, uh, Bill and Donna. And since then, uh, I have got my own show. Uh, but they've also uh, decided that I should be the fellow who trains all of the other on-air announcers in how to monetize their radio shows. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah. So these people, um, they're, they're business owners, you know, like yeah. you and me. And they, you know, they, they want a return on their investment. And so they uh, need, but so they're, they're very good business owners and they're very good at being, you know, accountants, doctors, lawyers, whatever they are. Right. But they weren't born to be radio presenters. And so learning a few uh, simple techniques uh, from, for being uh, an announcer that turns uh, their show into value uh, for themselves and the, uh, the people in their audience. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to be able to help them with. Yeah. So what plans do you have for Arta and your radio show over the next few years? Um, I'll start with the, the radio show first. Um, but the radio show is something I have really come to enjoy. It's kind of the, the highlight of my week. And if all that happens with that is that I stay doing it, 
they're not. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm a pretty happy camper, Liz, because it really does put me in contact uh, with a lot of wonderful people. Uh, I, so initially, I was, when I first started for about, I don't know, a year or so, um, maybe a bit longer, but I started uh, just, you know, giving out referral advice, effectively just training mm. the audience in how to attract referrals. Um, but just between you and me, Liz, you know, it's referral marketing you know it's it's not rocket science and i started to repeat myself eventually you run out of things to say yeah you know and so which is exactly what i did and that's when i started interviewing people from all around the world uh so if i if i keep doing that i will be a very happy camper uh arta itself uh is growing um you would never guess how uh, by word of mouth referrals <laughs> and so it's um and i i i love it and so uh the, the plan uh because this is, it's really, I'm really only in my first year. Whilst I started it all that time ago, um, I didn't do anything with it while I was in BNI because I just considered that to be too much of a conflict mm -hmm. of interest. Uh, and then I had to take, you know, roughly 18 months to extricate myself from the copywriting business <laughs> so that I could concentrate on uh, on Arta. And so what I'm looking forward to doing uh, is more coaching of people around the world and the creation of the teams around the world too. Uh, that's what floats my boat. My target for next year uh, is to create uh, 20 teams is, is what I've got down, but have them dotted around the place because those teams then become the feeders for uh, for, for other teams and for yeah. other referrals for me. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, and with the with the other, um, the one-to-one -one clients that I deal with, I just get joy on my face when I um, when they phone me back in a few weeks' time and saying, hey, Steve-O, I did that, and guess what? I said, what? You got a referral? Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, it's you know what it's like. It's really, it's really fun to be able yeah. to help people like that. Yeah, absolutely. So just finally then, Steve, if people want to know more about Arta, um, or the radio show, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. So they can get me on my email, which is steve, S-T-E-V-E, -E, at referralacademy.com.au. And don't be bothered by where you are in the world. My sleep patterns have changed remarkably <laughs> over the past uh, four or five months since I've been doing this bit full time. Um, and it's, uh, like I say, it's wonderful to be able to connect with folks around the world. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest this morning. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can be a guest for you too so shortly. I will. I'm just about to send you an email and we'll work something out. <laughs> yes, it'll be great to have you on, Liz. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> no trouble. Thank you. It's been great to be part of your show. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.